0: the biggest reasons we experience the emotion of disappointment is that our expectations were wrong in the first place. And that's particularly true when we're going through a tough patch, and we look God in the eye and ask, why are you letting this happen to me? Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond, thanks for joining me again. Today we're taking a look at your reaction to adversity from a different perspective. Recently, my wife Jackie had an operation on her foot, and in those days immediately after the operation, she was in a lot of pain. Now, she's an active woman out there doing things, planning things, helping people. It's just who she is. But in those few days following the operation, all she could focus on was the pain she was in. Now, that's pretty natural. Acute pain has a way of blocking everything else out. I was still having to think about this and that and keep the ministry running, which she's normally involved in, get the meals on the table, do the shopping. But for her, in those couple of days, it was pretty much all about dealing with the pain. Of course, you've been there, whether it was physical pain or emotional pain, and you know all about it. You know how pain seems to block out the rest of the world and convince you that the pain is all there is. It's our natural reaction to adversity, isn't it? We lower our gaze, we focus on the immediate, and nothing else matters. But as natural as that response is to adversity and pain, you know something, it doesn't serve us particularly well. And what magnifies the pain often is the unrealistic expectation that we shouldn't even have to be dealing with it. Hang on, I I believe in Jesus. Surely God wants to bless me. So why is this happening to me? That's often what we find ourselves thinking, right? When all along Jesus said, If any of you want to become my followers, then deny yourself. Take up your cross daily and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it, but those who lose their life for my sake will save it. What would it profit you if you gain the whole world, but you lose your own life. Luke chapter nine verses twenty three to twenty five. See, that's a picture of suffering and sacrifice, not comfort and compromise. And it seems to me that accepting this reality is one of the hardest things to do. And yet it's just so necessary if we're going to get the sort of perspective on life that allows us to follow Jesus with confidence. What do I mean by that? Well, look, if we simply don't accept this reality, if we're kicking against it and struggling against it, if we refuse to accept delivery of the reality that Jesus promised to anyone who'd follow him, how can you possibly be in a place where you can follow him with confidence? Listen again to Jesus' words, Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 and 14. Enter through the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the road is easy that leads to destruction, and there are many who take it but the gate is narrow and the road is hard that leads to life, and there are few who find it. So there you are. You're travelling on that narrow, difficult road that leads to life because in your heart of hearts you've chosen to follow Jesus, the road less travelled. You're heading upwards on that difficult, windy road, wishing that it was a whole bunch more like that wide, easy road that heads downwards to destruction. And that double-mindedness, is what's killing you. That double mindedness is what's stopping you from following Jesus with confidence. Because your heart is longing after the alternative. Double mindedness is a real killer. Have a listen. James chapter one, verses two to eight. Brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of any kind, consider it nothing but joy. Because you know that the testing of your faith produces endurance. And let endurance have its full effect so that you may be mature and complete And lacking in nothing. Look, if any of you is lacking in wisdom, ask God, who gives to all generously and ungrudgingly, and it'll be given to you. But ask in faith, never doubting, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For the doubter being double minded and unstable in every way, must not expect to receive anything from the Lord. But the problem is how how do we change our mind? It's easy for me to sit here in the comfort of a nice, isolated studio and tell you, look, I know it's tough, but don't be double-minded. And you're thinking, but but it hurts so much. It's so hard. I'm struggling. I, I don't want to be double-minded, but I don't know how not to be. Yeah, well, you know, sometimes I have exactly the same problem. And the answer, the how, comes to us from God, from God's Word. Let me read to you this short extract from the longest chapter in the Bible, Psalm 119. It's written by a man who's really struggling, who's going through a lot of pain. And he tells us the how, verses 97 to 114. Oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all day long. Your commandments make me wiser than my enemies, for it is always with me. I have more understanding than all my teachers, for your decrees are my meditation. I understand more than the aged. For I keep your precepts. I, I hold back my feet from every evil way in order to keep your word. I don't turn away from your ordinances, for you have taught me how sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter even than honey to my mouth. Through your precepts I get understanding, therefore I hate every false way. In your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I have sworn an oath and confirmed it to observe your righteous ordinances. I am severely afflicted. Give me life, O Lord, according to your word. Accept my offerings of praise, O Lord, and teach me your ordinances. I hold my life in my hand continually, but I won't forget your law. The wicked have laid a snare for me, but I do not stray from your precepts. Your decrees are my heritage forever. They're the joy of my heart. I incline my heart to perform your statutes forever to the end. I hate the double-minded, but I love your law. You are my hiding place and my shield. I hope in your word. Do you see the, the power of of what he's saying here. It's God's word that's a lamb to his feet to help him take the next step, a light to his path, so he can see a little ways ahead. The person who wrote this psalm is going through the whole adversity and pain thing just the way you and I do. He's got enemies on his tail. The going's tough. But what he's saying here as he pours his heart out to God is that God's word is what's making all the difference. How I love your law. It's my meditation all day long. Your commandments make me wiser than my enemies. I have more understanding than all my teachers for your decrees and my meditation. Whenever someone is going through a rough patch asks me, Bernie, what can I do? How, how can I find peace? How can I discover confidence and faith in God? I ask them this question. How much time are you spending reading God's word, pondering it, praying about it, thinking, turning it over in your mind? Invariably. The answer is little or no time at all. Man, I tell you, this is the only way to discover God's peace in the middle of the storm. Bible reading and prayer. I know it sounds glib. I know it sounds simplistic. I know it sounds like, here, take a couple of aspirin for your migraine. But that's not it at all. Prayer and Bible reading are simple and powerful. And the only way I've managed to get through some of the really rough patches in my life have been to listen to God speak to me through His Word. You you can read books, you can listen to guys like me yabber on, you can phone a friend, you can try all sorts of things, but I'm here to tell you that there is nothing, nothing as powerful as God's Word. His Spirit uses it to strengthen you, to encourage you, to admonish you, to guide you, to give you wisdom. It doesn't get any better than that. And yet so many of God's people travelling through a rough patch leave their Bible in a bottom drawer We're up on a shelf gathering dust. We're in a box out in the storeroom. People, what's the matter with us? We love sharing the gospel with as many people as possible so they can experience a real and tangible relationship with God. So before I go, I'd like to tell you about our free daily devotional to help you be all that God made you to be. It's called Fresh. Each day you'll receive a powerful scripture verse together with some words of inspiration, hope and encouragement. And the best news is that it's completely free and delivered right to your inbox each and every day where you can choose to read, listen or even watch the daily video. It's completely up to you. It's God's word fresh for you each day. To receive your free devotional, just jump onto the website freshdevotional.org You'll see the Fresh E-Devotional sign up right there for you. As a bonus I'll also send you a free copy of my ebook, How Can I Hear God Speak to Me. So head across to the website and sign up to receive Fresh. I pray that your heart will be touched and transformed as you draw ever closer to Jesus through his word. That web address again, in case you missed it is freshdevotional.org